0: the Mel Gedroyd Podcast. Hey, it's Mel G here and this week on Min Natty Little Podcast we shall be talking about A. Muffins B. Child labour and C. What's the last photo you took on your phone? Yeah? It's varied. There's great breadth there. There's good girth. And if you do like that then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from 1 on Magic. There will be more chat and some great songs thrown in for good measure. Mm -hmm. Hello there, Bush. Hey, how you doing? Very, very strong. Good to see you, Mighty Bush. How are you feeling today? You all right? I'm good. Now, listen, it's February the 4th. Mm -hmm. January is behind us. Yes. All those resolutions have crumbled away. I'm saying no. I'm saying no. We keep with our thoughts. Yeah. Very, very strongly. Yeah?
1: Aren't we allowed to just take our foot off the gas a little bit now? No? no?
0: And to help us along the way, (laughs) I've created something which I have in a box here.
1: I thought this... you brought in a pep. <laughs> a little plastic pot with a stick insect in it.
0: It could be a little dwarf hamster. It, it could be, yeah. Although the lid is a bit tight for us. I hope you put Can some
1: holes have? in the top.
0: Now, listen, I have fashioned for us today. I'm actually salivating. I'm actually salivating. My friends, welcome to. Oh, wow. Muffins. Yeah. But there is not a single bit. ...of sugar within these muffins.
1: Can I just describe them for the listeners, Mel? They are uh, dark brown chocolatey, they look gorgeous. They're sat there in a little plastic Tupperware pot. It looks amazing.
0: I've made a special nut topping. Actually, there is a little bit of sugar, I tell a lie. That's fine. There's a tiny bit of dark chocolate on the top. Yeah. But I thought, come on, 85% cacao? Yeah. That's that's all right. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah? Yeah. Now, would you like to try some?
1: Oh, yes, please.
0: Good. I, I, I'm a, a, I am actually salivating. I'm quite excited. I'm going
1: I'm, I'm to bib up, if that's all right. So, yeah, bib, up?
0: bib yourself up, mate. Um, so, we've got, within the muff, we've got ground almonds. We've got loads of raisins. Oh,
1: this looks lovely.
0: We have got loads of Brazil nuts. Are these yeah?
1: heart-shaped as well?
0: They're heart-shaped. We've got coconut oil. And um, I'd like to pass them off as my own recipe. Yeah. I actually had a little bit of help with them. Uh, very lovely woman called Jane.
1: Oh, thanks, Jane. Yeah. How do you know Jane?
0: From the break, Great British Bake Off. Oh, Or cool. even the Great British Bake Off. She was one of the finalists. Right, now, tuck in, gang, and... Mm. Honest. Mm. Honest thoughts. Oh. slightly that dry?
1: That's absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. chocolate. Mm-hmm. There's nuts coming through here. I feel like poor Hollywood. <laughs> lovely chocolate bits on the top as well. And it feels kind of good for me. It doesn't feel like it's bad for me.
0: This will actually make you lose weight.
1: Really? <laughs> she says, ramming another bit
0: in. Did I mention they were gluten-free as well? I used gluten-free self-raising flour and almond uh, ground almonds. I'm literally still eating the chocolate muffin that is good for you people. It's good for yow.
1: And then some. In it? Really good, Mel. We've both got chocolate around our chops. Oh,
0: man.
1: I feel a bit like Augustus Gloop from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He was always my favourite. He, he was a good lad, wasn't he? Yeah, got
0: stuck down the pipe.
1: <laughs> he certainly did. But we won't get stuck down the pipe with these babies.
0: These are actually actively good for you.
1: So, what I like about this, Mel, as we look into a, uh, a post January New Year's resolution world, mm-hmm. it means we can have our cake and eat it, essentially.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And producer Louise described them as being luxurious mm-hmm. and decadent. It's but the they're... Brazil nuts as well. It's the Brazil nuts.
0: I, I threw in a few little dried blueberries as well. Did you. Yeah, just, to, just you need something, you need a bit of purchase, don't you?
1: I quite like the idea of you baking at home. Oh, I, I imagine wow. that you whistle and then you turn around and there's a load of birds from the garden just on the uh, window ledge <laughs> looking in.
0: I get quite grumpy actually. Do you? Yeah, I take it very seriously. <laughs> and I, I have two lots of scales
1: mm-hmm.
0: one electronic and one non electronic and I double check.
1: Do you? What? Yeah. Cause you, you don't trust the electronic one?
0: I don't, yeah, I don't trust either. Really? <laughs> I double check. I have to have everything laid out. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. Quite grumpy though.
1: You're the only person I've ever met in my life who has to get a second opinion on weights and measures in the kitchen.
0: It's very, very important, though, when you're baking. That's the whole point.
1: We're getting absolutely spot on. It's a science. So I feel like I've got energy now. That's the other good bit as well. You know, on a Saturday afternoon, I've got a bit of energy. I feel like maybe you and producer Louise can throw a stick for me in a park and I'll have a run around like a dog. <laughs> bouncing Look, off the walls.
0: Let's carry this on through for the whole of our two hours together.
1: It's elite.
0: It's February... This is the way forward. Damn right. More chocolate muffins.
1: OK, it's podcast time. Hey, welcome to the Inner Sanctum that is the podcast team.
0: I liked the manoeuvre you did when you said Inner Sanctum there. There was yeah. a special sort of... It was like almost oh, like a sort of octopus. Yeah. Amazing work with the arms there. Now, well, what have you got in your pot there?
1: Let's have a look in the topic pot right now. There it goes. Let's open it up. <laughs> Oh, what a noise. Sometimes when the topic pot has been resting for a week, it makes a really big groan when you open
0: yeah, it up. Yeah, the rubber seal sort of expands, doesn't it? To give certainly, you a... It certainly does.
1: Right, all of these have been written by people in our office. Any question goes. Mel, here we go.
0: Come on, unfurl. Unfurl for me, Bush. What's the
1: last picture you took on your phone?
0: <gasps> Ooh. Now, uh, hang on that's a really, really good question. It'll either
1: be like a really nice picture of a lovely landscape or a really boring picture like when you take a photo of what the scart leads look like on the back of your computer <laughs> or something like that.
0: Or smuggins who who makes something nice yeah. to eat and then takes a photo of it. And
1: mm, puts it on an Instagram. I can't bear that. I know food photos. I know, man, food photos. Just eat it. Get on with it and exactly, eat it. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yes. Uh, right, now, this is silly. I've actually left my phone at home. Oh, okay. Today, yeah, I forgot it. Uh, I'm going to try and remember. I was scrolling through the photos because I took my daughter to the orthodontist and it was a really long wait. I'm thinking that actually the kids the kids had got hold of the this is it. The kids had got hold of my phone at the weekend. Uh-oh. They took 175 photos <laughs> of themselves with a friend larking about in front of a mirror. Little monkeys. So it it's it was of them Literally, they were doing nostril flaring. Yeah. You know that thing when you... I'm doing it now, it's not very good for radio. It's a very silent, small move, but when you flare your nostrils... (laughs) So it would be the nostril flaring of three teenagers.
1: I love. I gave my daughter, seven-year-olds, the the camera when we were at a family party last Sunday. Oh,
0: lovely! I I love
1: seeing the things that kids take photos. of. it's it's, very bizarre. It's
0: so sweet, and everything from a certain height. From a tiny little level. Did she take some good ones? She
1: took some brilliant ones, like action shots of uh, grown-ups drinking.
0: I know they kids take photos. Yeah. Obviously, without thinking, overthinking as much as we do, they're often really quite arty as well.
1: They were great. Some of the stuff she took was brilliant. Oh. So On my phone, though, I've gone backwards because, you know, I'm on digital detox. (gasps) So
0: you don't have any photos? I
1: don't have a phone that takes photos anymore.
0: How's that?
1: So it's it's bizarre, especially when I want to try and prove something to people. Like, oh, look, you won't believe this or whatever. Also, I'm quite boring in that I do take photos uh, of the underside of... Uh, wireless routers, so I can remember oh, the password buff. without having to go into the chaotic middle drawer in our kitchen, which is full of every wire in the world. Yeah, we've got one of those terrible place.
0: Do you know what? I I curse it, that silly drawer. But do you know what? Sometimes it can come in very handy. Oh,
1: The blue tack that's in there, the scissors yeah. you'd forgotten about, pins.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's 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 the it's the male drawer. I don't want to be sexist about it, but it is a, it's a slightly male thing, that isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's male in the there's there. the, the stuff that you need in there and you can't tell exactly where it is, it's quite yes. chaotic, but it doesn't let you down. It'll get there in the air.
0: Yeah, old adapters and things like that. Yeah. So what you're saying is, Bush, because if you did detox, you had no photos on your phone. Got nothing. Shall I take a photo of your phone?
1: That'd be great, just so I can remember what it looked like. Would that help? Yeah, my old smartphone.
0: Yeah. Listen, great stuff, though. Thanks for thanks for sharing. It is time. Oh, the excitement is mounting. Bush's red letter day. Bush, tell me everything. What day is it?
1: You're not going to believe this. It's National Thank a Letter Carrier Day.
0: <laughs> That's a what? Like a postie? Yeah. Oh, what hug?
1: I don't know. I don't know how far you can take it.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: We all love getting letters, but oh, do we I stop and thank it. the people who deliver it?
0: Well, you know? I, d- I do at Christmas bush. I hope you do too, Mister. Oh. I take my tree down on Boxing Day.
1: Do you tip? Yes. Post people heavily. Honestly, you are like some kind of mob wife with the amount of money that you're taking out and peeling off to different people in different services. Bin hey. men, give them, give them a 50. Posties getting money as hey, well.
0: The recyclers, they get 100. Do you know what I'm saying? No, come on, Bush, please tell me you tip. I don't tip, no. Man. Oh, we can't... Louise, Louise, producer and I, can't. See, we can't even look him in the eye now. This
1: is unbelievable. It's changed the atmosphere. But listen, here are three facts about letter writing. Number one, prior Mm -hmm. to the establishment of the penny post, payment for a letter was the responsibility of the receiver, not (gasps) the sender. That's great. You had to be financially solvent to receive post. Number two. Good fact. Mm -hmm. Social media is often considered the catalyst for the modern age of communication, but it's really just the latest iteration. When the penny post was introduced in the latter part of the 19th century, its affordability led to an explosion of letters. The average person in Britain sent 116 letters in 1910. Whoa. So in 1910, 116 letters per year, every single person.
0: Do you think P- That's quite a lot, actually.
1: I haven't written a letter in years. Oh, I
0: love writing letters,
1: Bush. I haven't done it for a long time.
0: Let's send each other a letter. Shall we? Yeah. Let's do that. Before next week, let's send each other a letter.
1: I want someone to write and send for me when they're ready. You know, <laughs> they used to do that? they go and start, move somewhere and send for someone. Can you send for me?
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Send for my trunks. Yes. <laughs> Not... Swimming trunks, you know. Anyway, carry on, Bush,
1: Uh, come on. Fact number three, Victorians invented a fantastically complex system of codes. According to a guy who's written a book called To The Letter, stamps would be placed at strategic angles to signify anything from I love you to I accept your proposal of marriage.
0: Right, Bush. Wow. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to send you a letter, Yeah. and the stamp will be strategically placed and you have to guess what I'm saying to you. Yeah. And we'll discuss it next Saturday.
1: Wow, it's going to be like a code-breaking thing.
0: Yeah, man. Love it. Great, great factual and also entertaining stuff. Thank you. Hug a postie. Tell them you love them. Bush is constantly doodling. What are you doodling now, my love? There's some sort of graph with lots of arrows going downwards. That's a bit worrying. I just
1: I just like to make little notes about where I am who I'm speaking to, and what I'm
0: about to do next. Mm-hmm. A note to self, we'll write a letter to Mel this week. Yes. And I've put that on my phone as well, note to self. We'll write a letter to Bush this week.
1: And I'm going to angle the stamp at a particular angle that sends you a code.
0: Exactly. Yes. Good. I like these little missions that we that we set ourselves. <laughs> now, Bush, how, I should say, how's your week been?
1: Well, Mel, my week has been full of shock. Oh, Because I asked my daughter in the week, I suggested actually, uh, my daughter who's seven, that uh, maybe it'd be nice for me and her to wash the car this weekend together. Okay. Now, when I was a kid, me and my brother used to wash my mum and dad's car, the Cortina, all the time.
0: The bush cortina.
1: It was a terracotta coloured cortina. Looked like something you might get out of an EFIT in Crime Watch back in <sighs> back in the late seventies, early eighties.
0: It's sheer Zed cars, isn't
1: it? It is Zed cars, and we used to wash it all the time. And my daughter's reaction when I suggested that she might want to wash the car for me, she was horrified. Oh. You'd, you'd have thought I'd asked her to retile our roof.
0: Oh no! And
1: she's only seven. I just yeah. wanted to get a handle on. As, I'm, you know, I'm, as you go through parenting, you learn. So yeah. people with older kids yeah. will know this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what is the kind of going rate on child labour?
0: I was going to say, are you paying her?
1: I'm not going to pay her. At the moment, I worry that she's a bit of a princess and doesn't have to do anything.
0: Uh, okay, so, so you wanted to get a bit gritty, yeah. a bit down with a task.
1: What jobs can you ask kids to do at certain ages? So, you, I mean, your daughter's are what age? 13 now? and 15. 13. Do they do much stuff around For there? money,
0: yes, they'll do pretty much anything.
1: You, so you have to pay them to get them to do anything.
0: Well, you see, I don't like that. Yeah. That does not sit well with me. Me too. And my starchy principles. Absolutely. Okay, so, come on, she must love a bit of foam. She likes a bit of foam, she likes washing,
1: like, in the bath and stuff, she likes playing with the foam and everything. That's
0: where you start, my friend. You get a jolly bucket Mm -hmm. and foam it up real good, like a sort of one of those clubs in Ibiza that I've never been to.
1: Like a foam party? Yes. From Manumission in Ibiza?
0: Right, you go Manumission on this, yeah? Yeah. You make a big old foamy bucket, you'll have lots of fun with that, and Uh then you gradually just entice her out to the car with the Manumission bucket. (laughs) And thence the fun begins. I love it. She could wear a special outfit to do it. You could get into comedy boiler suits or something. Little boiler suit, that'd be cute, wouldn't it? Yeah that would be good and then you could say oh we could offer to wa- wash other people's cars in the roads
1: well I mean, when I was a kid we used to make pretend perfume in a bottle with roses and, and sell water. it sell it door to door
0: mate all, I almost did the same we used to make jam out of blackberries
1: kids don't do that. do kids do this stuff anymore no
0: we need to get them out there again
1: I don't even know if kids actually wash cars anymore
0: listen we're going to have a think about this Just thinking about what we were talking about, you know, getting your kids to do the old Saturday chores, essentially. Child labour on a weekend. Things like cleaning out the guinea pig hutch, that has to be done. I did loads of gardening when I was a nipper. Tons of gardening for my mum. Like raking stuff up and things. Yeah, and quite sort of hardcore stuff, sort of pulling down trees and stuff occasionally. Really? With my older sister. Yeah, I've got a memory of sort of, yeah, of pulling on a tree. That all, probably maybe we shouldn't have been doing that. I don't all, know.
1: all in lumberjack shirts and dungarees. I love it.
0: Um, what was I thinking? I was thinking, kids love a rotor. Yeah, don't they? They like they
1: actually like organisation, don't they? Really? They,
0: yeah. So maybe a chart. Okay. Call it Bush's Saturday Chart. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some show you might have heard on Radio One back in the mid seventies. Uh, Bush's Saturday Chart, and have some. Does she like stickers?
1: She loves stickers. Come on,
0: man. So you've got your your manumission bucket full of foam, you've Uh got your novelty outfit, you've got Bush's Saturday chart with all the stickers she loves. Come on, that is making it actually positively easy.
1: With the 70s vibe and all the foam and everything, it sounds like Tiz was. (laughs)
0: Okay. This is the thing, we make things too easy.
1: We do, we do, Right, we do. I
0: need to get tell mail, I need to get my tell mail head on. Yeah. Right, you just tell her, you say, listen young lady, it's time to wash the car and out you go with this very, very bleak bristled brush and some starch and you jolly well clean the car and I don't want to hear from you for the next 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, and watch her from the top window through the netting whilst I'm writing me memoirs
0: or something. <laughs> Kit, come on. We're, we're t- we make things, it's all cotton woolly and all, oh, let's just yeah. ease the path for you. No, we go tell Mel. And good luck with that, Bush. Thank you. If not, just give us some money.
1: The pot passeth to Mel. Ah, the pot passeth. It's passeth.
0: The pot of pod, oh pod of pot. What have you got for us today?
1: Oh, you're even doing spell hands around the top of the cauldron there. I love that. It's
0: a bit Cadfile, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. You love Cadfile. I love don't Cadfile. You? I'm
1: going to get you the whole thing on DVD. Cadfile. Was it? Was Brian Blessed in it or something? No, the, he's a famous actor. The guy. He's famous for Cadfile.
0: He really Who is. Who is it? Who is it? You see, in the old days, when you had a phone that had information on it, you would have been able to tell me.
1: Can I say that the toughest thing about digital detox, old yeah. fashioned phone, is when someone sends you an, sends you an emoji? It's just a black square with a cross through it. That's quite. So you good have to day. fill in the blanks. Like my mum sent me three black squares with crosses in last night. I don't know whether it was a warning <gasps> or just telling me that she loved me.
0: Th- that's all it was. That's all it was. That's hilarious. What were
1: those? What were the pictures that she sent?
0: Oh, I don't know. Bush. There you go. What kind of mood is she in at the moment?
1: Swingy. Is she. Up and down.
0: Is she, is yeah. she. So it could have been a happy face, then a poo. Yeah, exactly. And then something else. The highs and lows. Highs and lows. Right, Bush. Okay. Listen ye up. Is there anything you started doing ironically, but now do genuinely? That's very good. Wow. That is strong. I suppose we could be talking um, a hobby. We could be talking an expression that you used. Yeah. Uh I don't know. That's a really very searching question. Well, do you know what? I
1: got into board game. You know, I'm a massively boring yeah. board game No,
0: geek. not boring at all.
1: I go to board game <coughs> club. <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> you both, both you and producer Louise both looked down and nodded off slightly there at the same time.
0: What I want to know, Bush, is yeah. just give us a few tasters. Are you Kaplunk? Are you Hungry Hippo? Or are you chess?
1: I'm above all of those in terms of complexity. Risk? Even more so than risk.
0: So what kind of things like, do you like They take like
1: four or five hours. Games that are based on, like, uh, the American Civil War. Lots of pushing cubes around. The horror in producer Louise's faces as soon as I said that... <gasps> Uh, but it's things that take a long time to play. I'm very, I'm a very boring man.
0: So they're games. <laughs>
1: very, very boring.
0: Bush, you're not, my I love. Am quite you are boring. not. No, you're so not. You're but so not.
1: It started as an ironic thing. Oh, I tell you what. Let's yeah. not watch a movie or Netflix tonight. Let's let's play a board game. And then it's started as an ironic thing, and it's now become my main life passion.
0: So, with these games, would you have a sort of little rake and then a pile of? money or countries or chips is it that kind of thing is it sort of taking over the world sort of thing well
1: yeah one of the games you played it called lords of vegas which is a great game where you uh you uh, buy casinos on the strip and try and make a load of money and try and put other players out of business there's a game called the gallerist which is the one that we're playing at the moment which is a game about running your own international art gallery and trying oh, to that's
0: fun buy little buy paintings paintings. and
1: sell them on the markets
0: do the games sort of um hang over to the next week then
1: I know, we write down the score on a bit of paper because you get kind of a score at the end of it. Uh, my street cred just evaporating. You write the score on a bit of paper and then we see who, who wins next week and whether you can beat the previous score.
0: Do you wear a gilet as you play?
1: I am going to definitely get a board game in gilet with pockets on the inside for tokens and, uh, and pe- <sighs> fake paper money. <laughs> That would be that would be an amazing Christmas present for me.
0: So it st- it did start a bit ironically. It was a bit sort of postmodern, yeah. hipstery kind of. Oh, this this could be a bit of a and now you're obsessed.
1: It started off as a one-off and now it's become my thing. What about you? Have you done any ironic stuff that's now ingrained?
0: Well, it's it's difficult to say, isn't it? Where does ironic meet genuine?
1: Mm, I think more these so these days. days, it's all part of the same
0: thing. Isn't it? Yeah. You see, people accuse me in my family of having an ironic Passion for Crossrail, the new um, train service that will be hitting uh, London uh, and the environs of London yeah. in a year or two.
1: You do know a hell of a lot about it as well, right? I'm don't obsessed you? with it, mate. You go to all the meetings and yeah, stuff as well.
0: I am 100% committed to Crossrail. This week, I am going to the opening of the Archaeological Museum. Uh, which is uh, tied in with Crossrail because you know they've found loads of stuff because they've been digging. They've been digging through London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They found like X amount of skeletons. They found plague pits. They found amazing bits and pieces. I'm going to the opening of that.
1: Now, Mel, is this totally in- genuine? I love it. Is this kind of uh, train buff info, like in, in interest? So you're into like trains and all the train things, or is it more about your home area and the fact that you can get into central London quicker? What's there is the interest? that.
0: There is that. I have to say, we are going to be pretty near a station, which is fantastic. Great. Uh, but, I don't know, I've always loved routes. Do you? Routes through, you know, through cities. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not one of those people that look at a sort of pour over a... Um, actually, I do quite like I like quite like quite pouring <laughs> over a timetable. <laughs> I wouldn't go to a station platform yeah. on my own in an anorak. That's what I was going to say. With a thermos. I I'm not, in I know, I'm not quite there yet.
1: Never seen a female train spotter yet in my oh, life. I have. I used to li- live near Bristol Temple Meads and used to see the loads. fellas.
0: There are loads, yeah. Really? Yeah, with pads and they mark things down with red biros. That'll be me in about 20 years, mate. <laughs> Watch this space. But no, Crossrail, absolutely uh, wedded to. And that's the pot shutting up there. It's time now, of course. Let me straddle for Tell Yep, the chair's going back. The thighs are anchoring down. Tell Mel you can ask me anything. I will not promise that I give you soft, sudded, soapy advice. It's going to come straight from the hip. Tell it to me. Hi, Mel, it's Megan. I feel I've reached a bit of a dead end and I want to shake up my life a bit. Think of enrolling in a night course. Any course goes. What should I sign up for? Megan, there's only one answer to this. Astronomy. Take yourself out of yourself. Take yourself out of planet Earth. Go to your local observatory or to your local night school and sign up immediately. You'll see Venus. You'll see Mars. You'll see Jupiter. You will see all sorts of things. It will take you so far out of yourself and then eat a chocolate muffin as well. Good Megan. Good advice. Next.
1: Hi, Mel. It's Neil. A mega argument going on in our house between my two daughters about our next pet. Our eldest wants a dog, but our youngest desperately wants a cat. I can't get both, so what should I get?
0: Go for neither, my love. You do not want to be saddled with the canine responsibility, or indeed that of a feline nature. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to give you a clue. Wee 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 Guinea pig. Guinea pig is the answer. It's as big as a puppy, but not as hard work. Next, please.
1: Hi Mel, it's James. My mum always texts me in block capitals. Should I say something or not?
0: James, it's absolutely fine to text in block capitals. I have my phone permanently on block capital mode. In fact, if I didn't, people would find it a bit odd. It says I am strong, I am emphatic, and if you can imagine her shouting, all the better for it. Mother knows, and your mother knows exactly what she's doing. Never ever come to me again with that piffling piece of problem yeah good james goodbye oh thank you so much for listening to our podcast Hear more larks oh i love a lark more larks like that every saturday lunchtime from one on magic it's simple the mel gedroyd podcast